Okay, so we're going to look at Parshat B'Shalach. I don't know, I don't have, the, I don't have the, the same one. So, the beginning of Parshat B'Shalach, I want to quickly read through the first paragraph, and then we're going to start looking at it. Okay. Vahi B'Shalach Paro Ta'am, when Paro had sent out the nation, by the way, that's a difficult, a difficult statement. Because Paro didn't only send them out, they went out, right? They, they ran out, they were, Hashem sent them out, right? Okay. And Hashem did not take them along the way of the Pishtim, which would have been the right way to go because that was the closest. Because why? Because the nation are not yet robust enough. They're not robust to um, engage in some type of war. And if they engage in some type of war, then they want to go back to Mitzrayim. They, they, they just come out. They, they're not used to being free and fighting wars and doing things that free people do. So they'll say, well, I should be fight. Let's just go back to Mitzrayim. That's an important thing. Because it means that at the slightest challenge, B'nai Israel may feel the need to go back to Mitzrayim. Okay, that, that now is going to be a theme that plays itself out from now till they cross over the border into the Jordan, into Israel. We know that. So Hashem already saw that. So he takes them by, via the Yamsuf. The word Chamushim is very difficult. What does it mean? Does it mean that's where we learn that that was one fifth of them that came out? That's where they say they were armed. It's all chamushim. It's, it's a difficult word. I'm, I'm not going into it in deep because I want to get to something else. But and Moshe took the, the stones of Yosef. Because he made Ben Israel promise that they would take the bones with. Now, take the bones of, of Yosef with. Okay, there is a midrash that says that it wasn't only the bones of Yosef that went with; it was the bones of all the shva, of all the um, of all the twelve shvatim. Okay, but the bones of Yosef is, are the most important. Okay, and we see that later on because it says here we say in Hallel, right? The, the sea saw and it fled. That means where it split. So the the Gemara says, "What did it see?" Well, firstly, the sea doesn't see. See that, right? Okay. But um, the sea doesn't see. But what the sea did, it says that saw the bones of Yosef, not the bones of the other Shvatim. There's something special about Yosef. We don't have to go into that. That's other time. Say again. Yeah. Who didn't know Yosef. Correct. That's interesting. It's interesting because what about all the others? There's this whole world of these people that gave so much to the to B'nai Israel. So Yosef is the fundamental player there. But I, I don't want to go into that because I want to get to the next next part. So they go from Sukkot, which is a place, and they come to Etam, Bikta Midbar on the edge of the of the Midbar, and now it says, This is a verse that's important. That Hashem walked in front of them, your mum, during the day, Ba'amud Anan, in a cloud, Linchotam Hadarech. What's Linchotam Hadarech? To do something to the way. What does it mean? Linchotam Hadarech? To make it noach, to make it easy for them. Valaila, and night, Ba'amud Aish. Came in a, in, a, in a pillar of fire, la'ir lahem, so that they could see to give them light. La lechet your mamba 
to walk day and night. That doesn't make any sense, that verse. The first part makes sense. The second part makes sense. But what do you mean that 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 sorry to give them light to walk night and day? You don't need that. We already knew that the day was happening with the cloud and the, the pillar of, of fire is for the night time. So how come it's like all gets mixed up? You got it? Everyone got the question? So let's try and understand. I want to break it down and understand a few things about this. Firstly. So a second. Okay, so what, but what's that got to do here? So you're right. Okay. Okay. But it's that knowledge that Hashem is there taking you with you. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That day and night. Okay. Good. So you become a slot of my fossil. It's amazing. You're in. In the game. Okay, let's go. So I want to look at this because this is, it's, it's so beautiful the way the Slonima puts it. It's almost as good as the way Kevin put it. But I do want us to look at it because there's, there's an enormous amount of it. Okay, so let's uh, start. It says the following. Um, we know, we know that everything that happens to us somehow connects to the Avot. Everything. Because it says at the beginning in, in Parshat Leich the Ramban says, which means that what happened to the Avot is the Siman goes back to the Banim, to the kids. Now, if that's the case, if that's the case, then it must be that every single thing that happens to Am Yisrael has to be or can be like, attributed back somehow to Bnei Yisrael. I mean, to, to the Avot. So Bnei Yisrael, everything, everything that's happening to them in the desert is attributed in some way back to the to the Abba. So says the Zohar Kadosh. Amud Anan, that the Amud Anan, listen carefully to this, what is Amud Anan? The pillar of cloud. Is what? Da Abraham. Is Abraham. The Amud Anan goes back and goes back to Abraham. And Amud Ash is Yitzchak. Okay? So now we start a massive conversation. Because this is going to make us try and understand our emunah. So, the cloud is Abraham, and the ash, the fire, is Yitzchak. Okay? Happy with that? Cloud is Abraham, and the fire is Yitzchak. Okay? So, Yitzhak and Abraham represent two different types of engagement and relationship with HaKadosh Baruch. Okay? So there are two, only two ways in which you can serve Hashem. Ideally you should have them both. But there are only two ways. And those are, well either there's no service. I mean it doesn't mean you have to, you know, everyone's completely these ways. But these are the things. Either you are Ahava or Yirah. Okay? Ava is with what we 
call love, and Nero is what we call awe or reverence. Okay? That's it. There is no other form of service of Akkadish Baruch. Right? It's all, it's all like mixed up. But these are the two. You either serve Hashem because you love Him, or you serve Hashem because you have all reverence for Him. Or both, or a mixture of both. But there's no other way to serve Him. You know, the concept, you know, like, or maybe, you know, in some, some places there's like social awareness Hashem. No, you just do it both. <coughs> That's an expression of this. We'll get it. But it's Ava and Yuri. Okay? When you love someone and you serve them, it's all the same. It's purposeful. So it's all there. Okay. So, which one is Abraham and which one is Yitzhak? So Abraham is Ava. And Yura is Yitzhak. Okay? Which one's lighter? Right? Ava. Right? It's not, I mean, Yura is quite heavy, right? Mm. Ava is like a bit lighter. Which one is more important? <laughs> no, one of them. Ava, do I have Ava is more important or do I have Yura is more important? Yura. Yura. Yura versus Ava. Okay, which one? All those say Ava, put up your hand. Okay, well, the Yura was out, right? Okay, let's explore it. Because that's what's going on here. Baruch Hu is taking us on a journey through the desert, through his process, in order to teach us how to serve. That's what's going on. Happy? Let's go. So, he says the following. He says the Slonim It's just gorgeous. This. The following. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu is take, takes them during the day, what is it that, that guides them? What guides them during the day? Really? See what it says. What's the difference between the pit of cloud? What's the difference between the pit of cloud, the pit of cloud does, and what the pit of ash does? What's the word Noah? Comfort or rest. I don't know how they translate the word. How do they translate it? To lead them. Is, what's to lead in Hebrew? It's not in Chotan. In Chotan, Noah is to make it pleasant or restful. It's not to lead. Right? So the clouds are there. The way the Pasuk says it, Vahashem Olech Lifnehem, Yomam Bamut Anan, Linchotam Hadarech, to make the way easy to travel. Got it? To not to lead them. Otherwise, it said, lead them on the way. But it doesn't say that. Linchotam Hadarech, Velaila Bamut Aish, Lahir Lahim Lalechetamam Velaila. And at night, with an Amut Aish, Lalechetotam, to walk them, Yomam Velaila. So the night time is there with the pillar of H to teach them how to walk night and day, what you said, Kat. Right? The daytime is just a pillar of cloud. Which is the pillar of cloud? The pillar of cloud is Ahava. Okay? We have to understand that. So he says, beautiful, he says, very simple. You know, during the day, it's the easiest thing in the world to see how God is part of his That's easy. That is simple. Right? 
So much so that it becomes a pillar of cloud. Tell me about other clouds that you know. Which clouds do you know about? You all know about clouds. There's a cloud. You speak about it every year. Every single year, you sit in a place and you speak about a cloud. Thank you. What are the Sukkot there to represent? According to the one opinion. The clouds of glory. The Ananei HaKavod. Clouds. Okay? Let me ask you a question. We know that everything that happened in the Midbar was beskut, was the merit of someone. Right? So we have, what did we have in the Midbar? We had three things in the Midbar. Right? What did we have? The man, the Ananei HaKavod, and the Be'er, and the water. Right? So, let's leave the Ananei HaKavod lost. The man, and the Mayan, the Be'er Mayan. In whose merit was the Be'er Mayan? Miriam. Okay, that's Miriam. In whose chut was the man? No, Moshe. And because we say that, um, that the man was only given to the Long Day Torah, people who learn Torah, so it's come to the Sutta Moshe. Okay? And the Ananiah covered? Haru. Haru. Okay? So we've got the Ananiah covered which are like this Anan, right? which is about Ahava, which is about seeing clarity. How do I know that there's a connection between the two of us? You know how I know that? Very simple. Because what does it say about the Aro? His whole thing was Ahava. Aro, say he loved, he loved, uh, loved peace and he, and he loved people. Aaron's whole thing is Ahava. The clouds are Ahava. Clouds, we often think of clouds, it's something like a mind shift in clouds. We often think of cloud as cloud, you know, it, it actually masks things. But it's not. The clouds are coming because they're, fit, they're, they're covering and protecting on this level of Ahava. That's an easy relationship with our Kaddish Baruch. Why? Because when things are later, it's easy. You see the Chesed of Hashem, open your mind, I mean, it's wonderful, they look beautiful, the days, and, all that. and when some, one thing, little thing happens, then the dark clouds come. No, it's not dark clouds that come. Did we speak about Choshet last week? Okay, so let me tell you about Choshet. Last week, there was the, um, the plague of Choshet. Now, the plague of Choshet is a very interesting plague. The reason why it's an interesting plague is it's a strange plague. It's a plague that has a duality in it that none of the other plagues What's the duality of Choshech? Is that beneath that the, um, the Mitzrim, well, the whole of Mitzrayim was filled with dark, and beneath Israel, they had light. It's the only plague where it's not that they weren't affected, but they had light. They had something. So the Sladomach explains that what it means is that this Choshech that vested on beneath Israel. Okay. Is the Choshen of, of, of Kedusha, of sanctity, from Lamaila, from on, on high, that Hashem brings down into the world. But that Choshen is the thing that Hashem created the world with. Remember, it says, was the first thing that existed, and everything comes out of the Choshen. But this Choshen is what he calls Choshen Shel Kedusha, because it's Hashem's Choshen. That Choshen is the thing. It depends on our relationship with Hashem, whether you see Choshech or whether you see light. Because vested inside this Choshech is light itself. Because it says, by he or, by he or out of the Choshech. Right? The Choshech is darkness. Okay? So you've got this darkness, 
and then you've got this O, which is the light, but the light is actually coming out of the darkness, meaning that in our world, says the Swadama, in everything that we have, right, there's either Choshev or Or. That's it. Everything else is a subset of that. That's Yotzer Or or Choshev. Yotzer Or, and you daven in the... Taking the light out of the Taking the light out of the Choshev, correct. Now we have a choice. If we have a relationship with the Kodesh Baruch Hu, what do we see? We see light. If we don't have a relationship with the Kodesh Baruch Hu, we see darkness. So when it is light, when it's so obvious, we have this Ava relationship with the Kodesh Baruch Hu, and then everything's fantastic. It's all light, beautiful, fantastic. The problem is that when it comes night time, what happens? Hashem gives us this Amud Eish, La'ir Lahem Lalechet Yom He gives us this pipe, this... Um, this pillar of fire, which is representative of Yitzchak, we have to understand that, okay? Yitzchak, to give us light during the time when things are most difficult. Yomam, Belayla. And we're supposed to take that lesson into the days and the nights, exactly what Kathy was saying. Okay, let's try and unpack this. What's Yitzchak all about? So just think about this man. He has a man who's 40 years old, according to the Midrash. His father says, come and go for a walk. They go for a three-day long walk, quite a long walk, and then all of a sudden, his dad says, come, let's go up, we're gonna go up the mountain and do, do some shechting, right? And there's no animals. His dad, where's the animals? He says, oh, you know, the Hashem will show us. At that point in time, the Midrash says he knew exactly what was going on. He didn't do anything. In his darkest time, he's about to get killed by his father. Can you imagine that? You know that your father will to kill you. What does he do? He continues. What's driving his continuation? Out of what? Out of Yira. Okay. At the point, there are points in time when we challenge the Navarrus that Ava is not going to be the relationship. What is going to be the relationship is Yira. But says the Son of Rebbe, the reason for you to maintain the Yira is in order to get to the Ava. Your mom, Balayla. You can't, we can't just have a relationship with Hashem um, that, is, that is just Ava or just Yira. But we need to have a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu that brings us Yira. You know what Yira is? Yira is the realization, as he says, the Gemara speaks that there is judgment and there is a judge. And once you understand that, then there's belief. Yavimunah. The minute you have emuna, emuna is the thing that sweetens anything. And I often I think to myself, you know, we think we've got such emuna, but do we really have such emuna? The 75th anniversary of uh, Auschwitz and all that, and just think about what they went through. And I, I'm not a big Holocaust person. Like, I, I'm not into it so much. I mean, you know. But I think about the people that went through. Frumpy, I'm talking about frumpy, I'm not talking about the non frumpy. That's a different discussion. Like, we call ourselves from, and our question that we have to ask ourselves is under those challenges, would we still come out? You know, like there's a woman, Ella Blumenthal, in Cape Town. Right? She's as from as they come. Right? She went through Ashford. You know, you've got to think, oh, how do you do that? Because somehow, the Yira and the Emuna get you through. It's Mamtik. He says Mamtik means to sweeten. Mamtik et kol So, do we have that? What HaKadosh Baruch is telling us because remember, why the, the Slonim's whole thing is, why does the Torah have to tell me the story? What do I need the story for? So what? 
Like if they had a clown, they had a face, who cares? I mean, it's not a history book. I'm not making movies. Well, nice movies they've made, but okay, it's not the point. Right? The point is for us to learn the lesson. And the lesson that we're trying to learn is what are we supposed to do? And we are confronted with, with Lila, and that is to see the Amud Aish. And the Amud Aish is Yitzchak, which means that when we are confronted with Lila, we've got to tap into a Yira. We still have to, even though we can question, we can argue, we can be angry, we can be everything with our Kodesh Baruch Hu, Right? Yira says, hold on a second, I still have to do what I have to do. And Yira gives us that Emunah. And that Emunah gives us that ability to create a little bit of solace. Okay. And... What do you mean? You've got to do what you've got to do. Yes. So like, like when, when a person... When, when, you, when, when a tragedy happens, when a tragedy happens, what, are, what is our approach supposed to be? Supposed to be. How are we supposed to approach tragedy? And not big tragedies, more any type of tra- anything small that happens, anything bigger that happens. What's our approach? So we can say, well, that's it. You know, I'm too. I'm so cross with God. Whatever that means. You know, I'm cross with God and now it's over. Now that's that is a uh, a gut feel that people have, which is why in a house of mourning, by the way, we don't say in the kaddish. If the mourner is leading the service, he does not say the word, the, the, the phrase, he does not say that. We say, please Hashem accept my tefillah. He doesn't say that. Why doesn't he say that? Because the truth is he's not really interested in speaking to God right now. A person who's lost somebody, is a tragic, somebody's died. The relationship with Hashem by definition is marred. But the expression is, you're still the hero because you're still davening. Do you understand? That hero gives you a muna that allows you to go through the process and overcome the tragedy. The minute we pull away, we lose that ability to overcome the tragedy in the way that we should be able to overcome tragedy. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. So, then he says something unbelievable. Um, if we will... Uh, Understand that there are two aspects in Ava and Yira. Ava and Yira, now let's move out of tragedy and understand what it means to serve Hashem Ba'ava, to serve Hashem Ba'ira. How do you serve Hashem Ba'ava? Which aspect, Ava is love, right? Which aspect of Avoid Hashem, of the mitzvot, are the Ava aspects? Say again? Tefillah. Tefillah, but how? Because all the positive things that you should do, right, is other. Because you do things, you do things, nice things, you know, you, you, whatever. What is it that is manifest our Yirat Hashem are all the negatives. So, the perfect example of a negative are the, are the monotons of Shabbos. Right? That's the perfect example of a negative. You know, you can't say that like, and the perfect example is, yeah, shalt not kill. None of us read, I mean, you say you want to kill your husband, and all those things. Right? But it's not real, you know. You'd like to, but you know, you're okay. Right? But, um, right? The, the malachas of Shabbos are the perfect thing because we don't, why don't we do these things that we could do on Shabbos? But why don't you do it? Because you've got hero. Because there's something that says no. Some people have no hero and therefore they, they don't care. Right? They have lots of ahava, therefore they'll make kiddush. 
Because Kiddush is the positive of Shabbos. The negative of Shabbos is all the Malachas. So they'll make Kiddush because they have Abat Hashem. But they don't have Yirat Hashem. And the thing is to have Ara and Yira, which is why it says, Shamor v'zachor v'dibur echad. That's fundamental. You have to have both in our expression of Shabbos. And therefore he says that we need to understand that this Ava and Yira really is an expression of the way we serve Hashem during the week and on Shabbos. Okay, let's explore what that means. He says the following. It's just beautiful the way he puts it. I'm going to read it. He says, Shabbos, we, whenever you read like these guys, see how their approach and their like, love of Shabbos is just enormous. We like see Shabbos as a day of rest. That out. That's a completely different space. Shabbos, he says, is Yom. You know how Shem took us through the cloud on Yom? That's Shabbos. Shabbos is Yom. Which means, therefore, so you know what happens to us. During the week, how do you say hello to each other? What do you say, what do you say when you saw your kids this morning? Good morning. Good morning. And when you see someone this afternoon, what do you say? Afternoon. And when you see someone tonight, you say good evening. Right? You do that. Correct? Every day of the week. What do you do when you see somebody on a Friday night? No one says good evening. Right? And on Shabbos day? And on Shabbos afternoon? What happens to good afternoon? Why don't we have bench? Say good afternoon, Salah, right? No. Because Shabbos is Yom. It's one whole day from the beginning to the end. As opposed to during the week, which is days are divided up. It's a beautiful concept, right? It's one wholeness of Yom. Okay? And that's why you say good Shabbos. Or Shabbat Shalom, or whatever it is that you plan to say. But during the week, there are moments of Lila. There are moments of darkness, there are moments of light. It's all separated into its different parts. And therefore we say all those things. And that's why it says, the following, it says, Right? You know that. Three times. Three times it says Yom and Shabbos. In that Vayachul. You know that, you know that, but I don't know, do you want to read it through or do you have it? Three times it says, it says Yom. Why does it say three times Yom? How many times do you eat on a Shabbos? Three. Three, right? Eat, right? Why? Because that whole thing is just one big Yom. And it's that one big Yom that we need to connect because that's the space of Avatashim. Not Yiratashim. That's a space of Avatashim. Shabbos. Okay? Now he says. In the davening, the, um, it speaks about, in the, in the Shachrit davening, it says, that there's something about Shabbos, Shabbos. We know that a non-Jew is not allowed to keep Shabbos, right? That's the din. That's the halacha. The way it's expressed in the davening, it says, and in the Manucha of Shabbos, a non-Jew, an Aral is a non-circumcised person. They cannot dwell. So it says the Son of river, who are the Arelim? See, we love it. it must be the non-Jewish. They can't keep Shabbos, right? He says, no, it's not that. What is, what is the Aral? What, what an Arelim uncircumcised is representative of a person 
follows their tavot, their desires. On Shabbos, you can't follow your desires. Why can't you follow your desires? Because you can't do anything. Right? On Shabbos, whatever's done is done, and you can't make anything new. You can desire the biggest steak in the world, but it's not a difference. If you've all you made is your children, that's what you're going to eat. And that's representative of how we're supposed to engage with Shabbos, is that Shabbos is a, is a day not for my desires, but it's a day for my connection to HaKadosh Baruch Lo Yishkinu Arelim are the people who follow their desires, that they will not get the, um, the process of Shabbos. And so therefore he says that Iker Avodat Shabbat Kodesh Hu B'midat the Iker relationship with Hashem is not not to do the 39 Malachot. We are obsessed with the nose. We are obsessed with it. I've been thinking about this a lot. And it's a theme that keeps coming up in everywhere that I'm reading now. It keeps coming up. Right? The, the nose of Shabbos are our obsession. And the yes of Shabbos is the Iker. Do you understand that? The, the, the Shamor is our obsession, and the yes of Shabbos, the Zachor, the Kiddush, is actually what Shabbos is all about. How do I know that? So the uh, pre-Tzadik says, gorgeous, he says, if you look at, you know, we sing Shamor of Zachor B'Dibur but which order is it really in the Torah? Which comes first? Zachor. The reason why it says Shamor of Zachor is because it fits in the name. Because it's Shlomo Alevi Alkabetz who wrote the Chadudi, so he needs the Shin to start. That's what Rosh Hashanah said. It's not me. So it's not, not a like a, it's not a funny thing. It's real, right? What did he write? It's Shlomo. So he put Shamor for it. But Zachor comes first in the Torah. Why does Zachor come first in the Torah? The Pitalik says, you know why Zachor comes first in the Torah? Because the Iker of Shabbos is Zachor. The essence of Shabbos is Zachor. The essence of Shabbos is Ahava. The essence of Shabbos is Abraham. Okay? Why? So listen to this. You know what you're supposed to remember? So he says, he says, you know what happened? On the sixth day, Adam Arishan is created. Right? Adam Arishan is created and he stuffs up badly. And he gets judged. And he thinks that he's judged at tickets. It's over. Nothing's going to happen to him ever again. He'll never have a relationship with the Kodesh Baruch And he goes into Shabbos Kodesh. Goes into Shabbos. And then you know what happens? He comes out of Shabbos. And Hashem gives him a gift of fire. How did Hashem give him a gift of fire the day before he was as angry as to be? What happened in the middle? So the Midrash says that Shabbos Kodesh went to HaKadosh Baruch and said, You can't wipe this guy out. You know why? Because he's the progenitor of Am Yisrael. And Am Yisrael are my partners in the world. And if I don't have partners in the world, there's no point. Because it's not good to be alone, you have to have a partner. So therefore Hashem says, fine, I'll let Adam Arishon survive. And I'll give him a gift of fire. So who saved us? Shabbos. You know what the Zachor is? Is to remember the power of Shabbos. That's what Zachor is. The power of Shabbos is Makor HaBracha. It's the root of all Bracha. It's the root of everything that we have as a people. You know, there's that silly... Well, it's not so, it's quite cute. Vacharaam, more than the Jews of Kev Shabbos, Shabbos is Kev. The Jews, and he wasn't, he didn't know this Midrash, maybe he did. But this is the essence. Shabbos has kept the Jews because Shabbos is the Makor of everything. We don't get that. Because we don't get that, we think we've got to be worried more about the Shamoras than about the Zahoras. But our approach to Shabbos must be Ba'aba. Then he says, 
You know why we've got Shamor? Because you know where Shamor comes in? Shamor comes in in the second Luchot. Second Luchot. What happened to the first Luchot? They were broken. Why were they broken? Because B'nai Yisrael engaged in the golden calf. What happened around the golden calf? So the Mitra says, everything. Whatever shouldn't happen, happened around the golden calf. There were murders, there was inappropriate sexual behavior. You name it, it was going on around the golden calf. That's all about tither. That's all about a person's desires. Okay? So comes, which is, the, which is driven by the Yetzirah, comes along the Torah and says, Shamor, you know what? We are weak. We're weak. And because we're weak, we need context and we need structure. That's what the Shamor gives us. It gives us a structure to fight our Yetzirah on Shabbos. He says, because without that structure, Shabbos would never happen. We know we're not allowed to do Malach. But without the structure, the Yetzirah would batter us to pieces on it. So we're given the structure. So why are we so obsessed with the structure? Because we're obsessed fighting our Yetzirah. But the problem is, that's Europe. And that's not the best way to serve our Kodesh Baruch. The best way to serve our Kodesh Baruch and the best way to engage with Shabbos is out of Ava. And when we sit around our tables, which is the space of Ava, and we sit in our shoes, which is the space of Ava, that's when we should be maximizing our relationship with Shabbos. And that's what this is all about. That we have this cloud that guides us along our path. What's that cloud? It's the cloud of Shabbos. Right? It's beautiful. That's what it's supposed to be. But at the same time, we know that we're weak. We know that we can easily succumb to things. So therefore, that's the darkness. That's the darkness of the Choshev that we spoke about that coming to Mitzrayim. And that darkness is the darkness that HaKadosh Baruch enables us to light up with what? With the Yira of Yitzchak. And the Yira of Yitzchak gives us context. But without the Yira of Yitzchak, you cannot reach the point of Ava. And our Shabbos should be a Shabbos of Ava, not a Shabbos of Yira. I mean, it's a Shabbos of Ava, not a Shabbos of Yira then you can see that that will pass down to the future generations. You know how we see that? We see that because you get people who are totally, like, removed. They don't make kiddush on a Friday night. They have some engagement. Right? Because the other process is a much easier process to, um, to engage with than the Euro process. It's much more difficult to say no. Well, to, to engage with the no than it is to say, yes, I'd like to make kiddush. But we've got to take that kiddush color the, uh, the year as well and in that way make our Shabbos a space of Ava, not a space of Yira. So I hope that uh, we learn something from that and please God we move forward.